0: Struggling to communicate with your co-parent? That's why Peaceful Co-Parenting Messenger was created. It's a communication tool for all co-parents, but especially those who are in high-conflict situations. I always tell co-parents who ask, sign up for Peaceful Co-Parenting Messenger as early as possible in your separation and divorce process because you never know when you're going to need a more robust communication tool that allows you to set boundaries on the communication you have with your co-parent. Are you getting messages that look like war and peace? It's not a text message. It's the length of a novel. Set the brief chat limitation in the app and keep those messages short and to the point. It's about the kids, right? Keep the focus there. You can also limit the number of messages you receive in a day and other nice a la carte features meant to bring sanity to your life. You deserve that and your kids do too. Peaceful co-parenting messenger in the Apple App Store and soon in the Google Play Store. Go to PeacefulParentApp.com for more information. This week on Peaceful Co-Parenting
1: Podcast. The beautiful thing about self-care is that it's different for each and every one of us. You can try different strategies to see what fits for you. Why do we need self-care? We can be a good parent. The one we know is there deep down. The kind of mother or father with a full cup of patience and playfulness, energy to keep up with our kids, do great things at work, and be in a happier mood. Welcome to Peaceful Co-Parenting Podcast, where we discuss strategies and tips to improve your co-parenting situation, especially if it's high conflict. I'm Bianca Ballo, co-parent, mother, and entrepreneur, creator of Peaceful Co-Parenting Messenger app, and believer in turning challenging situations into something positive hi everyone happy new year to you how did you handle the holidays were they filled with laughter joy and magic or were they stressful tiring and expensive maybe a little bit of both i thought a timely topic for this week's episode is self-care and what that looks like it can actually be surprising it's not just meditation and manicures that's a teaser so you'll stick around to hopefully listen to this short podcast this week I'm solo today and I'm happy to be with you. I recently went on a trip to Seattle. I took a plane with my two sons, age five and seven, and the flight attendant made a point to walk over to me and tell me that if the oxygen mask drops down to put it on myself first, before putting the mask on my sons, you've heard it before. It's the cliche that you hear all the time and it's true literally and figuratively. It actually was a crazy trip to Seattle. I was sitting next to this guy who boarded the plane. He was the last guy on the plane. So we all watched him walk down the aisle without his mask on. And the flight attendant had to go over and ask him to put his mask on again, apparently, that he had been asked several times. He just kept taking it off. Well, he sits down right next to me takes off his mask again, and the flight attendant came over and actually kicked him off the plane. I thought there was going to be a, an altercation right there next to me, but yeah, it was, it was a stressful time to travel during the holidays, not to mention all the holiday traffic and the COVID situation and the masks, and there was so much stuff to bring, snacks, tablets, headphones, and when we got to the hotel, we checked in, It was a pretty nice hotel, but between myself, my boyfriend, Steve, and my two sons, the room got crowded uh, very quickly. Plus my boys were so excited to be in a new fun place and on a new adventure that they were really ramped up. They were doing that thing where they jumped from one bed in the hotel to the other bed. Like it was a trampoline. Uh, It felt like a noisy romper room and it was really hard to relax. One of the best things that Steve and I did for each other was to give each other some time alone at the hotel gym in the mornings to work out, and that felt really good. It was like a godsend for me to get some space, listen to some music, just get centered for the day, and then, you know, just step away from the craziness and be able to come back a better mom. Uh, When someone thinks about self-care, I think that... Exercise is a common one that many people think of. They also think of um, massages, mani pedis, time at the spa, bubble baths. And if you're like me, you love some alone time. For today's episode, however, I wanted to mention some of the surprising self-care activities that you may not have thought about. First, setting boundaries. Yes, setting boundaries, is considered self-care another story about my trip to seattle we went over to extended family's house on christmas day we were in seattle about a week and uh, the last day that we were there was christmas day so it was kind of a long week we were out of our routine we were off our schedule not getting great sleep the time change was affecting us and i was really tired i told steve before we went over to our family's house Steve, I've got about three hours of social time in me, and then I'd like to leave. That's my limit. He agreed, and we stuck to the plan. Thank you very much, Steve. I love you. Um, But being clear about your boundaries is so important so that you can get your needs met. My ex-husband used to say that he shouldn't have to tell me what he wanted or what his boundaries were because I should just know. I was his wife. I loved him. I should know what he wanted. I don't believe that it works that way. Setting boundaries means you have to say the words, being clear in a level headed, unemotional way, and then stick to it. You shouldn't assume that someone else knows what you need. And it's just so interesting that we, I think as human beings think that, I don't know, people can read our minds and they, they know what we want, but setting boundaries means you actually have to be clear about it and say the words very directly. So same thing when you're working with your co-parent, you must be clear about what you need in your co-parenting relationship. Is your co-parent picking up your child 15 minutes early on every exchange day and that bothers you? Your, your child isn't ready to go, They're, their bags aren't packed, it, it catches you off guard and it, it can throw the child off. If it's not okay with you, then you must say something about it. Another example getting nasty messages that are upsetting and belittling, be clear that you consider it out of line and you will not be responding to those types of messages. That is one reason why I created Peaceful Co-Parenting Messenger app is because I did get those messages continually. And even though my requests that uh, they stop, that I considered it harassment and I wasn't going to be responding to those messages. It didn't matter. I just kept getting them and getting them and getting them. And I was like, all right, got to be a better way. I'm going to create this app to literally help co-parents set communication boundaries. The next self-care strategy I'd like to mention is purging negativity. On that trip to Seattle, my mantra that week was positivity and patience. I couldn't think of a third P word. So it was just positivity and patience. It does no good to wallow in the negative. And in fact, it's one of my pet peeves when someone is just negative, negative, negative. Being positive is what it's all about. There's a silver lining in everything. If you can focus on the silver lining and stay positive, you're actually taking care of yourself. I'm happy to report that things with my co-parent have actually improved lately. I don't get those nasty messages anymore. And that is wonderful. I do think that over time, things can improve just with time. Um, And I also think setting boundaries very clear and consistently can really help as well. But uh, it was really heated after I left for several years. In fact, it's been over four years now. And so it's finally gotten better. But at the height of our conflict, I would find myself spinning out, talking about him, trying to figure out why he did this or why he did that. And I was just so angry. I would rant with other people for way too long and then find that I had an emotional hangover afterward. It was not good. The ranting and the negative talk about my co-parent didn't help me. It hurt me. Self-care means staying positive and it's to help you keep your chin up feel good and grateful about all that you have. And I do think that your children pick up on that negative energy. Even if they don't hear you ranting, it's just kind of all over you. And staying positive is so much easier when you're not spinning out like that. Meditation is the next strategy for surprising self-care. According to an article by Healthline on the benefits of meditation, it can decrease stress, control anxiety, improve emotional health, and enhance self-awareness. For example, self-inquiry meditation aims to help you develop a greater understanding of yourself and how you relate to those around you. I think that's amazing. Other forms teach you you know, how to recognize thoughts that may be harmful or self-defeating. The idea is that you gain greater awareness of your thought habits, so you can steer them toward more constructive patterns. I think all of it is so amazing and the benefits of meditation are so great. Have I been able to do it? Not consistently. It feels good to meditate and I have been able to meditate in the past. I just haven't been able to do it regularly day after day and get into a good routine. My days are so busy and I just haven't been able to carve out the time to do it consistently. I have even gotten to a point where I've set an alarm on my phone to try to remind me to meditate. And there's always something going on during that time and I'll hit stop or snooze and then I just don't get to it. So I really want to though, because when I look into meditation and learn about the benefits, it makes me want to incorporate it into my life even more. And maybe that should be my new year's resolution to start meditating consistently every day. Start with like five minutes a day and then do longer and longer sessions until I'm meditating for at least 20 minutes once per day. That would be so great. I would just love that. I wish I could do it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. You heard it here first. I think that's going to be my New Year's resolution, although I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. Any time of the year is, I think, a good time to make a resolution. Um, But I do think like reflecting over your past year, uh, 2021 was crazy, another crazy year. I thought 2020 was pretty nuts, but 2021 with COVID, I think has been difficult for a lot of people. And why not use it as an opportunity, a time at the end of the year as you're going into another year to reflect back and think about how it could be improved, how you can be a better person And meditation may be a good fit for you, too. Self-care includes having difficult conversations. Does this surprise you? It's enticing to avoid having difficult conversations with people because they're hard. It takes a lot of courage and guts to step up and face that difficult conversation. They're emotionally draining and exhausting, and they may not go well. Maybe you're avoiding the difficult conversation because of that. Maybe they haven't gone well in the past with a particular person that you need to have another difficult conversation with. There's tons of information on the Internet about how to have a difficult conversation. When I was researching the topic, I I did Google search difficult conversations, and I, I found so much information about their tips about how to do it. So if you're dreading it, but you know you need to do it in order to take care of yourself, do some research on how to pull it off. Some tips are to start with self-reflection about the situation and to set an intention. You know, set a time and place for the difficult conversation and avoid saying, we need to talk because... Yeah, that person is already defensive before you've even started the conversation. I've done that before and it does not set the right mood. Another thing that's happened to me before with difficult conversations is when someone springs it on me and they don't even like set a time and date to like meet up and talk. I feel like I'm being blindsided by it and I'm not prepared. So set a time and place with the person that you need to have that difficult conversation with ahead of time instead of just giving them a call out of the blue and then blindsiding them. So another tip is to try to understand their perspective and then collaborate together about solutions. Have have you ever heard that saying, seek first to understand and then be understood? I love that saying because it really puts the other person first And it sets you up to listen first. And that way, when you have a chance to talk and that person already feels like they've been heard, they may be more likely to hear you. There's also tips if the conversation starts to head in the wrong direction, becomes hostile and angry. You can always express that, you know, you can say, I'm uncomfortable with the direction of this conversation. And I'd really like to revisit it later when we're both calm you know, that may help you get back on track at a different time. The beautiful thing about self-care is that it's different for each and every one of us. You can try different strategies to see what fits for you. At different times in your life, you may be working on like some serious inner work, like trauma healing or inner child work. Maybe you're doing this with a therapist to help guide you along this sometimes difficult but meaningful journey, or maybe you're doing it all on your own with you know, some self-care books, and it's a journey that you're taking by yourself. Crying is actually considered a hidden and surprising self-care strategy. Have you ever thought about why humans cry? It's interesting to me. What does it do for us anyway? According to a Medical News Today article, humans are the only animals that cry emotional tears. A 2014 PubMed study found that crying may have a direct self-soothing effect on people. The study explained how crying activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps people relax. Some people think having a good cry can help you sleep, releases toxins, reduces stress, and improves mood. It can lift your spirits because studies have shown that when we cry, Mood-lifting hormones like oxytocin and endorphins are released, and those are the feel-good hormones. Learning from triggers is another self-care strategy. This makes sense because when we reflect on situations that triggered us, we can start to unravel why, understand ourselves better, and start being more proactive and less reactive. This can help us to control our own emotions so that we can approach every situation with a level head and a kind heart. How about this one? Getting proper rest is absolutely self care. This is probably not a surprising one for you. Getting at least eight hours of quality sleep every night makes all the difference in the world at being our best. In fact, it's like about seven or eight hours of rest for adults. According to a Health.gov article, some of the benefits include staying at a healthy weight, lowering your risk for serious health problems like diabetes and heart disease, reducing stress and improving your mood, thinking more clearly at work and school, and getting along with people better, making better decisions. I remember after I had my boys, and they were both infants, boy was I sleep-deprived. I felt like a different person until I could figure out how to manage the schedule of being a new parent and, and breastfeeding all throughout the night. I was super irritable when I was really, really tired. I would cry for no reason at all. <laughs> Maybe that was my body trying to help me out, release those endorphins for me. Isn't that a form of torture, sleep deprivation? I think it is. Do yourself a big favor and make it a priority. Sometimes you have to say no to all, all the pressures to stay up later than you know you should. This is where those boundaries come in, right? It's all coming together. Uh, sometimes I feel pressure to stay up late and watch TV with my boyfriend, and you know what? I just need to say no because I need that eight hours. Um, some people love like a routine. I love a routine, and I feel like when I, I stick to my routine. I can fall asleep at the same time, get up at the same time, and feel really good about that and feel rested. Okay, letting go of attachments is the last surprising self-care strategy that I wanted to mention today. I recently watched that Netflix documentary about minimalism. Have you watched it? It inspired me to start getting rid of some of the stuff cluttering my life. In fact, I was telling Steve about it and... He was laughing because it's totally me with all the stuff. Um, first thing I did was in the shower, I had these bottles of shampoo, conditioner, body wash, all like half filled and then new ones are in there. It was just so cluttered. I started consolidating and throwing them all out. And and now every time I get into the shower, I don't see all that clutter. It feels so good. <laughs> I think the self-care strategy includes... The stuff around your house you're attached to that's bogging down your life. But I also think it's about letting go of the outcomes you're attached to as well. So it's letting go of the stuff and letting go of the outcomes. Since we're so close to the holidays, I'll share a story about a friend of mine with a teenage son. She says he's super hard to buy gifts for. He never looks happy to get a gift and sometimes he even complains about how dumb the gift is. He's her son. So of course, she still wanted to get him a Christmas present. And we were talking about it. And she was obviously worried about getting him the perfect gift. So we talked about letting go of the outcome of the result of the gift. She really wanted him to like it and be happy. But we were like, hey, just give a thoughtful gift from the bottom of your heart, and then let it be what it is. Let go of The idea that he should have a reaction of positivity and happiness and gratefulness and all that stuff that we want. Just give a thoughtful gift from the bottom of your heart. It doesn't matter if he's happy with it or not. You did what you set out to do. You gave a nice, thoughtful gift. The Buddha said that all of our struggles come from the same thing, being too tightly attached to something. Whether it be an outcome or result, Or from like a physical thing, like a vacation or more stuff. Sometimes that totally happens to me where I become fixated on the idea of having a something, a vacation. Actually, most recently, I am fixated on a vacation to Mexico. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes I have to step back and be like, whoa, let it go, Bianca. I find that if I feel like I'm forcing this thing, that I'm just like, oh, I really want it to happen. I'm going to make it fit. It's probably time to let it go and just let it be. And when it falls together more naturally, more easily, I feel like, okay, maybe, maybe this is the right thing for now. Why do we need self-care? I believe it's so we can be our best selves. We can be a good parent. The one we know is there deep down. The kind of mother or father with a full cup of patience and playfulness, energy to keep up with our kids, do great things at work, and be in a happier mood. I hope this inspires you to try. Thanks for joining us this week on the Peaceful Co-Parenting podcast. I hope the time was well spent and you got a lot out of the episode. If so, please rate and review the podcast. I would really appreciate it. If you're interested in sending me a feedback message, asking a question, suggesting a podcast topic or guest, or downloading Peaceful Co-Parenting Messenger as a tool for better communication with your co-parent, go to PeacefulParentApp.com or see the links in the show notes. Have a great week. And as always, stay peaceful.
0: This episode of Peaceful Co-Parent was brought to you by the Equal Shared Parenting Program. Do you find that you're ever in need of someone to talk to? like a counselor or a therapist. How about legal advice? If you've looked into it, you know these services can add up financially. That's why the Equal Shared Parenting Program exists, to help parents be their healthiest, holistic selves. It's a membership program that offers discounted and free services like behavioral health, free tax prep and advice, and access to financial education and credit counseling, all for the low price of $29.99 a month. Learn more about the Equal Shared Parenting Program by going to EqualSharedParentingBenefits.org forward slash PCPM. The PCPM stands for Peaceful Co-Parenting Messenger. That's EqualSharedParentingBenefits.org forward slash PCPM.